0: Anyway, so go ahead and uh, take your Bibles and we're going to start out reading what I do with my notes, start out reading in Ephesians chapter four, Ephesians chapter four tonight, and we'll start reading in verse 26. And it says, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. And then turn over to James chapter one and verse nineteen. Read a couple of verses to you there. James one nineteen. It says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. And then turn over to Mark chapter fourteen. So we all know these verses. These are pretty uh, familiar passages of Scripture, but we see there, there's a lot of warning about anger in the Bible, and there's a very good reason for that. Okay, there, and and we're going to cover this tonight. You know, there is such a thing as righteous indignation. There are some things that should make us angry. I'm not the type of preacher that believes that all anger is bad, but I do believe all anger. I even believe that righteous anger sometimes can be dangerous if we're not careful. And there is a very good reason why even righteous anger can be dangerous and mark chapter 14 i think is a good reminder of that it says in verse 34 and saith jesus talking here and saith unto them my soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death tarry ye here and watch and he went forward a little and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible the hour might pass from him and he said abba father all things are possible unto thee take away this cup from me nevertheless not what i will but what thou wilt When he cometh and findeth them sleeping and saith unto Peter, Simon, sleepest thou? Couldest not thou watch one hour? Watch ye and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. And again he went away and prayed and spake the same words. And when he returned, he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. Neither wist they what to answer him. Right here, we see that statement that Jesus makes, another well-known statement about the spirit yeah, you know, you know, indeed, is willing or the spirit is ready, but the flesh, it's weak. And anger, we need to understand when it comes to anger, that that is something that comes because of our flesh. Okay, and when we do, we like to say everything is spiritual anger, righteous anger, and there is such a thing as that. You know, we'll, we'll cover some of that, but at the same time, most of it, most of anger isn't. Okay, for anger is one of the most natural things. To our flesh for example a tiny little baby does it not get angry i do they not or is that just righteous indignation no no they're angry aren't they i mean they get mad tommy from the time he was a little baby i mean had a temper like you would not believe he would hold his breath and pass out as a little baby and it scared us at first uh you know then we you know, doctors told us it was fine. We kind of got used to it. And then he got a little older We could walk around and stuff. And he'd get mad. He'd scream. He'd pass out and fall over. So we just learned when he starts holding his breath, lay him on the ground. And then, you know, as long as he doesn't hit his head, he'll be fine. He'd pass out. He'd come to a few seconds later. And, you know, it was the temper. And he got so mad one time he passed out. He came to and then remembered why he was mad, screamed again, passed out again. I'm not kidding. He passed out almost once a day when he was little. Did we teach him that? A- absolutely not. It was completely natural to him. Now, thankfully, you know, he's a lot more mild mannered now than he used to be. You know, that might sound shocking now because he's pretty mild mannered now. He's he's pretty quiet. But when he was little, it was different. And so uh, I'm really glad he got over that. <laughs> it was it, it was interesting. He used to scare the nursery workers to death all the time. We'd always just tell him he's he holds his breath, lay him down, he'll be fine. And they they'd all be sitting around panicking and wanting to call nine one one it was fine it didn't hurt him, and he's he's pretty smart, so I don't think it did any brain damage or anything like that, but it is anger is just a, is a natural thing. little kids you take something from them, what do they do immediately they they get angry you know they they will hit, they will bite, they will do mean, terrible things sometimes little kids too they'll even say really bad things why? They're angry. Okay, now where does that come from? Well, part of what his passing out problem came from, he got that from me. I did it when I was a kid, just not near as much. And usually when I passed out when I was a kid, it was because I got hurt. And then I'd start crying, I'd hold my breath, I'd pass out. But, um, you know, but you know, part of that was from me. The passing out was from me. The anger was from his mom. <laughs> she saw that coming. And, you know, and so, you, know, you, you, you inherit that. It's a part of our sin nature. We get angry It's a part of our flesh and therefore we need to understand that when it comes to anger, while anger can be a good thing, when used in the right way, it's also a dangerous thing because while dealing with anger, we have this flesh that we have to deal with too. And while most of us, you know, we want to have the right kind of anger, the righteous indignation, we want to be angry and sin not. But what do we usually do when we're angry? We usually sin, don't we? And if you don't think you do, I'm not even going to ask spouses stories or anything like that, but most of the trouble that you know, any spouse has ever gotten into is because of something they did or something they said when they were angry. And you usually make the wrong choice when you're angry. Why, why do you do that? Because of our flesh. We are naturally sinful, And while right now, you're know, you sitting here, you're calm, you're not mad, everything seems fine, you can hear a sermon on how you should react in certain situations, but you understand that you, knowing what you're supposed to do, and then doing it while you're under the influence of anger, it's, it's going to be a completely different situation. It's like under the influence of alcohol. A lot of people, when they're drunk, they do things that they would not do sober. And we do things and anger that we would not do when we're not angry. And so what are we going to do when we're angry? Because I wish I could tell you how you could never get angry, but I haven't figured that out yet, all right? When you find that out, you come tell me how to never get angry, all right? Maybe, you know... Take some chill pills, you know, smoke some weed or something. On, know, you know, that, but I, I don't think that's a good idea either. <laughs> and so, but uh, that, that might help, but uh, keep you from getting angry. But then we've got a whole new list of problems. And so, so don't do that. But I haven't figured it out. I haven't figured out how to never get angry. I, I'm not, I'm not an angry person. I, I think I have a good attitude. It takes a lot to get me fired up. It takes a lot, it takes a lot to get me mad. Uh, but. You know, it, it happens sometimes. It happens where you know I do. I, I, if I wanted, I could get up here and I could tell stories and I can brag about how I've handled certain situations that would make most people angry. And I am, I'm usually pretty good at keeping my cool. I mean, me and the Fonz, we've got a lot in common. You know, with just, you know, I, I've, I've always, uh, always like that. And I am, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at it. There's certain things that'll set me off, but I'm going to tell you right now when those days come when I get angry, I get scared. I, I am scared of me being angry because I know how easy it is to make mistakes and do the wrong thing when you're angry. And so one thing that you need to do when angry is you have to recognize the weakness of your flesh. It, you know, at that time when you're angry, you know, right now is when you need to learn these things. And then, and then you got to determine in your heart ahead of time that you will apply these things later when you do get angry. And so you do. you Sometimes you have to make rules for yourself. You know, for example, if you want to tell somebody off, you know, make a rule. I'll give them a week before I tell them off. Why? Because you don't want to do it when you're angry. You're going to say the wrong thing. You're going to say things you regret. You know, whatever it is, you got to make the rules ahead of time. And if you and what you basically what you have to do is just recognize my flesh is weak. Just admit it, okay? I, you know, We all like to think we're tough and we can handle things, but our flesh is weak. Jesus said, the spirit truly is willing, but the flesh is weak. Admit that you have weak flesh and just prepare yourself. Also, recognize the influence of the flesh. Okay, we read it in James 20. The wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Okay, so when you're angry, you, do, you have to be honest, you have to ask yourself, what, okay, what anger is going on in me right now? Is this righteous anger, anger that's coming from God? Is, am I being led of the Holy Spirit right now? Or am I being led of me? Okay, and I'm just going to be honest. I'd like to think that, you know, I, am, I have the right attitude about things and I, I would use righteous indignation. But you know, most of the time when i'm angry it's because i'm you know of my flesh it 's not necessarily for the right things and so you know I understand the influence this flesh has on my mind and my actions, and so i'm 'm going to be careful when i 'm angry i do I, I I make rules i I've made these rules for myself and i do i just hold I hold off on things because That my my flesh in my flesh dwells no good thing, and so when I'm angry, when I'm in the flesh, I it's it's time to back off. Don't make any big decisions. Don't decide to do a career change when you're angry. Okay, you know never walk off the job. You know know, don't do things like that. It's going to feel great at the time, but you're going to regret it later. So don't you know don't do that. Recognize that influence of your flesh. And just say, you know, I want to have righteous indignation. I want to be, you know, anger at the right times. I want to be angry and sin not. It's possible to be angry and sin not. But I'm going to tell you right now, I don't trust this flesh, and so I'm I'm going to be careful about that anger. I'm going to I'm going to watch myself. And then also, you need to recognize the consequences of anger on your flesh. Look at Ephesians chapter four. Ephesians chapter four. And we mentioned that before. It says, "Be angry and sin not, and let not the sun go down upon your wrath." Now, why do you think God said, "Don't let the sun go down upon your wrath"? What What's the difference if I wait a little longer to be angry? What's the, What is the difference if I go to bed angry, if I get if I get over it before I go to bed or after I go to bed? Does any I mean, do, do any of us do any damage while we're in bed? What is the problem? Why is it a big deal if I wait until morning? Well, I'll tell you, I think I think there's more than just this reason I'm going to give you right now, but I think one of the reasons, I'm not going to sleep very good. Okay? You ever try going to sleep when you're really, really angry? It's not always the easiest thing to do. When you're angry, it's going to affect your sleep. It's going to affect your health. It's going to affect how you eat. You know, it, it's going to, it, it affects everything. It affects you physically and it's all negative too. Nobody gets stronger. Nobody gets more healthy by being angry. It, it, it doesn't feel good. It, it, do, it, it, it hurts you physically. And so if you're going to be angry and things are going to come up that make you angry, you got to make sure you don't sin and you can't let it stay in you too long because it will affect you physically. It's bad for you. Anger is bad for you. If you don't think anger is bad for you, just look at angry people. Do you want to look like that? You know, that's how you're going to look. You know, what what what's the problem? You know, listen. Don't even get angry. Just live like an angry person. You know, never eat right like you're supposed to because you when you're angry you're not going to eat right when you're supposed to. Never sleep. You know, never get any good sleep and things like that. It, it will affect your looks. Right? Those things, dude, they're they're going to affect you. They're going to affect you physically. And anger, it's one of the most common instincts that we have. And it is the result of some of our biggest mistakes. And so we've got to recognize those things. And so some things to remind ourselves about anger. We've got to remind ourselves about these things, and you've got to, you've got to remind yourself ahead of time, it's too hard to do it sometimes when you're, in, when you're in the heat of the moment. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 24 says, "Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man, thou shalt not go." Okay? Notice what that says. Why? Do not make friendship with an angry man. Why? If you do, you're going to learn his ways. Verse 25, let's learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. Anger is contagious. Alright? So, here's why I have to be careful. Once again, I'm not saying righteous indignation is bad. But even if it is something where you have some righteous indignation, I might be able to handle that. Okay? I might be able to be angry and sin not. I might be able to not let the sun go down upon my wrath, but my wife might not be able to. You know, other people in the church that I'm around might not be able to. My friends might not be able to. If I'm getting fired up about stuff, and then I'm going around and I'm getting other people fired up too, well, I might keep myself from sinning. I might keep my flesh under control, but I'm not going to be, the other people might not. They might not have is good to control. And so my anger has now affected other people in a negative way. Maybe I didn't sin, but I've caused other people to sin. Hey, 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 has that ever happened to you before where somebody comes to you? Maybe they tell you something about somebody. Hey, you, know, you know what this person said about me? And maybe you're real spiritual. Maybe you've been able to just let it roll off you and you've been able to get over it and be at peace and forgive them, but you went and you told somebody else about it and now they're mad and they're angry for you. Now what did you accomplish? Well, you know, they say all the time, you know, being angry at somebody it's like you drinking poison and hoping they get sick. Okay, if I if somebody does something to me, let's say one of my coworkers does, you know, treats me unfair, and I just, you know, I go and I just unload on Brother Lonnie, and then I get over it. And then brother, brother line man, he's still stewing. Maybe it's his neighbor or something, you know. And now he's like, you know, planning on throwing eggs at his house. And you know, he ends up sinning because I got I got him angry. And we've got to, we've got to watch out for that. So you might be able to hand, handle your anger, but others might not. Also, look at Proverbs chapter. We're going to be mostly in Proverbs from here on out. Proverbs 21 and verse 19. It says it's better to dwell in the wilderness. Than with a contentious and angry woman. All right, now we all love that verse. All right, that, we, we we could have a lot of fun with right, that right now and talk about angry women. That would be a lot of fun. But at the same time, too, I'm not trying to add anything to the Bible, but I would say it's probably the same thing for a contentious and angry man too, isn't it? Probably the same thing. Would any of you ladies agree with that? That you know, a contentious angry man's no fun. Okay, now now no. No, I'm sure I'm sure that's uh, that's not the case. Uh, that, uh, Proverbs that Proverbs 24 says it is better to dwell in the corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman and in a wide house. I've never done this before. My wife's not in here; I hope she doesn't hear this. But I've always thought it'd be fun after a good argument to just go sit up on the corner of our housetop. <laughs> what are you doing out there? Better out here than in there, you know. It, 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 but that would probably backfire, right? One of you other husbands, you do that, and you tell me about it, and I can get a good laugh. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and then, yeah, then you're definitely going to experience some wrath and, and anger in that situation. But, but hey, that's what the Bible says. Nobody wants to be around an angry person. Hey, okay? you know, it, 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 it's no fun. Do we want to be that way? Do you want to be somebody who doesn't have any friends? Do you want to be somebody, you know, who, who doesn't have any influence, okay? I want to be an influence, okay? I I want to have friends. I want people to want to come to my church. I I want, you know, I don't want people to come in here and just, man, you know, that guy is just so mean. He's so nasty. He's so ugly. No, I don't, I don't want none of that. And listen, there, there's a difference too. You can preach hard against sin, and still be a nice person nice person sometimes there's some preachers you have to get to know them a little bit i know I know some preachers that you know they they preach hard and some people think they're crazy you know you get to know some of these guys they're the nicest guys in the world i could I could name many preachers like that that if you just heard them preach, you'd probably think you know what a monster, but you know you get to know these people they're they're not mean people they're nice people they're just very passionate when it comes to preaching and and sometimes it gets misinterpreted, but you know but that, that real anger though, you, you figure it out when they're that angry person. They're just always complaining about something. They're always negative. They're always down on everybody. And there, there's some people, man, it is, it's just, I don't like getting around them. You get so much bad news. I mean, you, you talk to them and you're down, you're depressed, you're angry, and it's like, you know, it, it wears on you. And I like, I like to be around people that are uplifting, you know, that are excited, that are happy because it rubs off on you too. And there are, there's people I know that, you know, I, I do. I like to talk to them just because they, they get me fired up in a good way. You know, they get me excited. They're very positive people. And those are the kind of people that have friends. There's always that, you know, and there's always that person out there. They're just angry. They're mean, they're bitter. And they're always by themselves. And they're always complaining that they're always by themselves. Well, Nobody wants to be around that, and it's amazing how many angry people there are. That one of the things that makes them unhappy is nobody wants to be around them. They don't have any friends. Well, you know, a man that has friends must show himself friendly. You know, if you be nice, you're gonna have friends. Okay, there's a lot of people out there that are looking for friends that want friends. If you're just a nice person, if you're friendly, if you're happy, people will like you. There will be people that gravitate towards you. But if you are, if you're negative, if you're angry all the time. They're they're not going to like it. Now, there is another side to this too. There are some people that I I know, this might be terrible, but you know, when you work in a factory, right, and you have a monotonous job, you look for sources of entertainment, alright, and there are some people at work that are always angry, and there's people that gravitate towards them, and it's because Their anger is entertainment. And you might say that sounds weird. You know, go try working in, you know, working some of these jobs sometime in a factory doing the same stupid thing over and over and over again. And you'll find entertainment and weird things. And, but at the same time, I notice about these people too. After work, nobody's interested in hanging out with them. I absolutely know it. I'm not inviting these people over to my house. I'm not going to go hang out with them. I'll get entertained by their anger while I'm at work but not not when I'm on the outside. And then a lot of these people too, when you're like that, and I, and I try not to do this. I, I, I try not to do it. I'm not going to say I've never done it before. But these people who are always angry and it's entertaining to see their anger, guess what people like to do? They like to get them even more angry about stuff because you get to watch the show. You get to watch the explosion. And when, and you're, when you're an angry person like that, people will take advantage of you sometimes and they will they will use that. They'll get you fired up. They'll get you all mad because it's entertaining to watch. It's fun to watch somebody completely lose it as long as they're not completely losing it on you. But it's great to watch them lose it on somebody else. And so there's people out there that are sick and twisted that will, they will push your buttons to get you angry so they, they can watch the show. And hit, And who gets hurt from that? You do. I mean you're you're getting used stuff that you'd have never known about stuff that never upset you it starts coming your way I I've talked to people before they're always like you know I'm always getting these bad news people always want to talk to me about their bad news and people are always telling me all these things that I don't want to hear and these people are just drama queens and like the, there's a reason people all come to you with this is because you know you give people the reaction that they want okay when when you go to somebody with gossip all right if You know, if I go to Brother Mark with gossip, like, you know, did you hear what so and so did? I want to see a reaction. You know, I want to see anger. You know, I want to see some emotion. Okay, that's that's what I want to see. But if I go to him and he's just like, ah, no big deal. Well, forget that. Next time I get some juicy gossip, I'm not going to talk to him about that. That's no fun. But you got, you got these drama people that get all emotional about that stuff and every time people are going to go to you with that stuff. And so you need, if, if that stuff gets you fired up, if, it get, if things get you angry, you need to do whatever you can to put a lid on that anger and not show it because people are going to keep sending things your way. that's none of your business. Things that you can't help, that you can't do anything about and it's, it's, going, it's going to affect you. It's going to affect you negatively. You're getting hurt. You're getting sick, it's affecting you physically, and they're getting entertainment at your expense. And I don't like being used by anybody, and I especially don't want to be used like that. And so, uh, look at Proverbs 29, verse 24. Proverbs 29, verse 24. It says whoso is partner with a thief hateth his own soul, he heareth cursing and berayeth it not. I don't think that's the verse I was looking for. Uh, oh, 29-22. That's the one I wanted. An angry man stirreth up strife, and a furious man aboundeth in transgression. That's what one I was looking for. Aboundeth in transgression. Once again, angry people, they get they get more trouble. They cause more problems. They are in more transgressions. They sin more. As Christians, we should be wanting to sin less and less. And we know that when we're angry, we sin more and more. We're going to have more transgressions. We're going to do more things that we shouldn't do, more things that we wouldn't normally do. And we see, we see right there that they abound in transgression. They are in more trouble all the time. They, they're the ones that are causing problems. Look at Proverbs 15 and verse 1. It says, "...a soft answer turneth away wrath." But grievous words stir up anger. Okay? Grievous, it stirs up anger. It, co- it causes more. Angry people, they cause problems. Angry people, they cause problems in the workplace. They pro- cause problems in the neighborhood. They cause problems in the church. People get their dander up about something. And what do they want to do? They, they want to spread their anger around. You know, the right kind of person, though, they're going to use a soft answer towards things. You know, they're not going to make a big deal. When somebody comes and they're angry, and you respond with the soft work, it helps calm them down. But when you got some of this, got steam coming out of there they are on fire, the last thing you want to do is throw gasoline on them. And it does, and it, that's what you're doing when you get caught up in that stuff. And you're going to end up having problems too. They're going to drag you into messes you don't want to be in. It's, it's going to be bad. And so we've got, we've got to watch out for that. Look at Proverbs 16 verse 32. Proverbs sixteen verse thirty two it says, "He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city." Y'all see that right there? Now, that's a, I like that verse. Okay, you know, I, I want to be a strong person. I, I I'd love to be able to claim that verse you know, about being slow to anger, but I. I don't know if I can necessarily claim this one yet. Okay? I don't, I, 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 I don't know. I guess it depends on whose definition. All right? But uh, I'm probably not as slow to anger as I should be. Okay? But notice also, he that ruleth his own spirit. All right? So, I can't help the fact sometimes when I get angry. Sometimes you're going to get angry and you're just not going to be able to help it. But do you have enough control... That you can rule over your spirit, you know, not let it affect you, not let it cause you to do the wrong thing. That's the thing you need to be able to do. You might not be able to say You might not be better than the mighty, you know, but you maybe you can be stronger than one that takes the city. I mean, that that that's a lot right there too. If you can at least control yourself, if you can at least you know keep yourself calm, you might be bubbling and boiling on the inside. But if you you know, but if you can keep yourself from sinning. In that situation, you are a strong person. We all ought to strive for that. We all ought to have the desire to be that way. People who can control their anger are powerful people. Many times, too, you know, if it comes to an argument that you're having, you know, whatever it is, the one who usually loses in situations are angry people. And I, I have I've worked with some angry people. When I worked at the distribution center in Spring Valley, there were some guys. Uh, there was one guy in particular that he was one of these soon angry people. He was always angry, and he knew how to spread his anger to other people. And he would get mad at people. And this guy, he, what he, when he would get mad at you, he would, he'd start pushing your buttons. He would provoke you, and he would get you to do something. He's like he didn't care if he got in trouble. He just wanted to make sure you got in trouble with him. And he knew how to use that. And he was very successful with a lot of people. And he tried it with me on one particular occasion and, and failed. I, I managed to... And I'll, I'll tell you right now, I was mad. I wish I could st- tell you, yeah, man, he's pushing my buttons and I it didn't affect me one bit. No, I was angry. I wanted to hit the guy bad. But I couldn't do it. And I didn't do it. I was angry. But you know what I did? I... I told him, I said, you know what? I'm not dealing with this. Let's go talk to the manager. And he didn't want to go talk to the manager. So I went to go talk to the manager. I calmly, slowly walked to the office. So I didn't, I didn't go tattle him behind his back. I told him, I said, let's go talk to the manager about this. And, I, and he didn't want to. So I I'll go talk to him. I calmly walked to the manager as calm as I could. I said, this is what happened. This is what's going on. This is what's about to happen, you know. And I wanted you to know. And I said, "This is how I'm going to handle it." You know, and I explained how I did the job. I said, "This is," I said, "said This is what I'm going to do," because there's going to be a problem if I have to continue working with him. And the manager agreed. He's like, "Yeah, you don't have to do that." And I said, "Okay." I just wanted you to be aware. Well, and then so the manager came to talk to him, and he just, you know, he's you know going nuts, acting like an animal. Guess who the manager sided with? Me. You know, nobody nobody likes the angry person. You know, nobody does. And he did. He went and used that same tactic on several other people and it succeeded. And I I finally got sick of it. I went to the manager's, fine. There was one guy. This there was this one particular guy that I worked with. This guy was not saved. He made no claim to be saved, but he was one of the most nice. He was the nicest one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life, I mean, he had more fruits of the Spirit than most Christians do. I mean, just the best attitude in the world, and he, that guy got him one time to calmly say to him, and he was mad, he calmly said one of the more mild cuss words. And that guy went and ratted him out. And that ticked me off. <laughs> I, I was angry then, and I, I calmly went to the manager. And I, I said, have you noticed a pattern around here? And I named off all these people that had gotten written up in recent months. And I said, every one of these people, who is the incident with? And, said, and you know, they knew who it was. And I said, he is pro- pushing these people. He's provoking these people. You guys need to deal, you guys need to deal with him. I was calm about it. And you know I'm not I'm not lying. I'm not just telling the story just to make myself look good. I know preachers do that all the time, but they they had given that guy they put him on a step one for it, which is pretty bad. They took it away. They took it away. And because after I did that, I I, you know some other workers found out and they went and said the same thing too. And that guy got fired before too long after that. And I was glad to see him go. And you know anger. You know it, when you can control your anger, you have a lot more power. And that's always been one of my secret weapons where I work at. Whenever things they do something really stupid there, they make really bad decisions, I always hold back, I let all the hotheads blow their top and throw a fit. And then, after the managers have had their fill of morons losing their cool, I, I give them the breath of fresh air. And when I come in, and I calmly and nicely and rationally actually agree with the hotheads. And it's very effective. It, it, it really is. And because you, you you have more power when you can control your anger. And so I, I had not figured out how to stop it, but I have figured out how to, you know, to a certain I'm not going to tell you I'm 100% on this. You know I, I mess up sometimes, but... You do, you, if you control your anger, you will have more power than most people. And so, uh, look at Proverbs 19, verse 11. Proverbs 19, verse 11 says, The discretion of a man deferreth his anger, and it is a glory to pass over a transgression. You, you gotta train yourself not, you know, not to act when you're angry. This is something you gotta practice. You know, it is a glory to pass over a transgression. It, you know, it, it is, it's, it's a glorious thing. When you're able to kind of look back and realize, man, I dodged a bullet from that one. This is what I was going to do, this is what I wanted to do. I didn't do it. And then after a day or two has passed and you've calmed down, you're able to see things clearly and you realize that would have been a huge mistake and I did. I avoided a massive mistake. Why? Just because you know I, I held I held off on anger. I held off on acting. I'm telling you, if, if you if you want to tell somebody off, okay. If they really need it, you know what? Whatever you're feeling at that moment, write it down in a letter, and wait a week to give it to them. And if you still feel like it after about a week, then go right ahead. Most of the time, you're probably going to tear the letter up, or you're going to edit it greatly. And so you got you got to think about those things so you don't get yourself in trouble. Um, uh, for chapter 14, verse 17. It says, he that is soon angry dealeth foolishly and a man of wicked devices is hated. See it? Deal foolishly. Okay, now, you know, just we need to admit our flesh is weak. We need to admit that we're not always the smartest people in the world. Okay. I mean, has anybody besides me ever done anything just dumb? Okay. I locked my keys in my truck last night. I had to pay for a locksmith to come and unlock, you know, get my door open because I locked my keys in the truck. That was, that was dumb. All right. I do dumb things sometimes and I don't like doing dumb things. Dumb things cost you money. Sometimes they, you know, they make you look like an idiot. You know, it, there's, there's a lot of consequences for just being foolish. Okay. Bad money decisions, whatever. Are they not caught? Co- Is our foolishness not costly sometimes? Well, Why would we, you know, put ourselves in the danger of being angry when we are ten times more likely to be foolish? You all see that? we, We make bad decisions when we're angry. He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly. We will make bad decisions if we get angry quick. And I'm telling you, I don't like expensive, especially expensive, you know, bad decisions. And so don't go making decisions when you're angry. If you ever get really mad at something I preach, don't leave the church that, that week. You know, wait a while. Wait and see if you calm down. But a lot of people do. You know, they get mad. They walk out. They leave. I'm never going back there again. They burn their bridges. And then later they calm down. But then they haven't got the humility to say, you know, I, I blew my top. You know, and, then, and now you've got pride working against you too. Where if you'd have just Held off. If you'd have just cooled off, you know, you you could have avoided a really bad decision. So, uh, chapter twenty, verse two. Notice this. Says the fear of a king is as the roaring of a lion. Whoso provoketh him to anger, anger sinneth against his own soul. Okay, be careful who you make mad at you. Okay, if you're an angry person, you're going to be more likely to stir up anger in other people. And there are some people you don't want to make mad at. Okay, for example, you know, I get angry every time I see police lights behind me and I get pulled over. Okay, it, it makes me it makes me mad. All right? I got pulled over the other day and I, I wasn't going very fast. I forgot what the speed limit was, but I was going over the speed limit. But I wasn't hurting anybody. wasn't wasn't dangerous. I didn't put anybody in danger, and I got pulled over. You know what? I I, I think I thought that was kind of stupid, and it it, 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 it I'm sitting there and I'm angry, but you know what? I was polite. You know why? Because if I, let, if I get angry at him, am I going to hurt him with my anger? Absolutely not. He's going to hurt me. And if you go, you, you, know, you get a king mad at yourself, you know, don't do that. They can do so much more to you than you can do to them. You know, it's like, you know, you see in these shows where there's guys in prison giving the prison guard, guys, why would you do that? Why would you mess with a prison guard? You know, you can't, I used to tell that to the kids in the detention home all the time that would be causing trouble in there. I used to tell them, why do you, why would you guys waste your time fighting with these people, cussing these people out? Do you all realize that they can lock you in your room, not let you come out, they can take away your privileges, you can't do anything to them. Okay, You might be able to give them a little headache, but I say, you know what? Every one of these people, their ship's going to get over and they're going to leave here. They're going to go and they're going to do whatever they want to do. They're going to go home to their own house. They're going to sit there and watch TV. They're going to eat whatever they want. They're going to go sleep in their own bed. These people, they're able to leave and have freedom. And sometimes you know, you get the wrong one of them mad at you. They can put consequences on you that, that you'll be dealing with when they're not even there. So what are you accomplishing from that? But you know what? They don't care because they're angry. You may have seen some of these videos and things in the news before where a judge sentences somebody and then he's just got to run his mouth to the judge because he's angry. And then the judge will start adding things onto their sentence. And I've seen it before where people have gotten months added to their sentence because they just couldn't keep their mouth shut. What did you accomplish by cussing out that judge? He is going to go home in his nice fancy house, he's gonna drive home in his nice fancy car, you know, he's gonna eat his you know live like a king, and you are gonna sit and rot in jail for a few extra months just because you couldn't control your anger. You did nothing to that guy. And what and, and you see that and you think, How could these people be so stupid? I'll tell you how they can be that stupid, they're angry. And they deal foolishly. And so you gotta you gotta watch out for that. There are some, so, there are, there are some things that should make us angry. Look at this verse here. Proverbs 25, verse 23 says, "...the north wind driveth away rain, so doth an angry countenance a backbiting tongue." You know, when somebody comes to you and they start backbiting somebody to you, that verse is saying, give a dirty look. It'll scare them off. If somebody comes and they're gossiping to you about something, give them the nastiest look that you can do. You know what? They're not going to come back anymore. They will go away. They're not, and there are, there are some things that should make people angry. There are some things that should bother people. You know, the world, you know, our, our government, you know, the, the, one of the problems in our country is nothing makes people angry. Our government should be, you know, the government's supposed to be scared of the people, not the people scared of the government. That was what our founding fathers intended. And we've got our government that just does these, I mean, ridiculous, foolish decisions and. Nobody's, get, nobody's getting mad hey people need to be getting mad people need to be getting mad when they're passing these trillion dollar spending bills oh this donald trump he's a Repu- I, don't, I don't care i don't trust the republicans to spend a trillion dollars yeah I, I, I don't i don't trust for one second yeah i think he'll do you know they'll be a little better with it than obama was but i still don't trust them people ought to be getting angry at that stuff you know that when the gay marriage thing passed I mean, the country should have just went berserk. You know, we, we go more crazy over a gangster getting shot than our government allowing perversion into this country. And there are some things that should make us angry. Our, our government should be... There, there should be some laws they are just scared to death of passing because they fear the people. But they don't. And you know what? There's a lot of sin that goes on in churches... There's a lot of gossip that goes on. You know why? Because they're not scared of the people. They know people aren't going to get angry by that. There are some things that people, that preachers are preaching. that they, you know, Preachers today are scared to preach the truth when they should be scared of preaching a lie. But the problem is people get angry over the wrong things. When a preacher preaches the truth, many times that rubs your flesh the wrong way. And so you get, you get angry, that scares the preacher. What people ought to be getting angry at is heresy. They ought to be getting mad, angry at false doctrine. But unfortunately, most false doctrine appeals to the flesh. So nobody gets mad about that. Nobody gives them a dirty... You know, the people in the congregation don't give them a dirty look. Nobody gives them any negative feedback when they do that thing. And so what do they do? They keep doing it. Our government's going to continue passing stupid legislation as long as there's no consequences for it. Preachers are going to keep preaching heresy as long as there's no consequences for it, as long as they're not making anybody mad and, and making things happy and they're getting plenty of money. And there are some things that should make us angry. A, you know, some of the things that are being preached in Baptist churches right now that I can't talk about because I'm, just, I'm, I'm too angry right now. I can, so I can't talk about it. But I'm telling you, these, they should be terrified of it. They they should, you know, I think that's you know that's why they have these pulpits. They you know they should be wanting to hide behind it. They should be wanting bulletproof glass in front of it. And they they should be scared to walk out to their cars with some of the stuff they're preaching. But no, what do they get? Big fat love offerings. And so they're gonna they're gonna keep on doing it because people aren't getting mad about the right things. And there are some things that should make us angry. You know, righteous indignation is always okay. But we've got to make sure that before we act, it actually is righteous indignation. Okay, My flesh is so deceitful. My heart is so deceitful and desperately wicked. I sometimes have a tough time telling which is which. And I'll just be honest. Sometimes when I get angry about things that I'm pretty sure I should be angry about, my actions that I want to do, I'm not always 100% sure are the actions I should be doing. And it says in Romans chapter 8, let's start reading in verse 5. It says, "...for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God." Neither indeed can be. So the they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Y'all see that? Okay. We we have two things working here. And I, I'm telling you, when I'm angry, I'm not always sure if what I want to do is a result of righteous indignation or my anger. And so, if you know, you better have a real peace about where you're at and how, why you feel the way you feel before you do anything. And I'm telling you, when it comes to me, one thing I try to do, when I get really angry about something, I try to hold off before doing anything. And I think, that, I think that's just wisdom right there. I've made enough mistakes, I've done enough dumb things while I was angry to just learn, you know what, I, I, we say these things all the time, next time I get angry I'm going to do this and this, but we don't always do it, because we're under the influence of anger. You know, and so you do. You have to put. You have to put safeguards in the way. You have to make rules for yourself and live by those things because they'll protect you. I don't know about you. I don't trust this flesh, and you shouldn't trust your flesh either. Don't follow your heart. Don't trust your heart. It's deceitful. If you're angry about something and you've got something you want to do, you just need to. You need to wait for a while. You need to just calm down. Give the Lord time to work in your heart. Make sure you're at peace about it. Seek some counsel. I mean, otherwise you're going to end up in a a world of trouble that just wasn't necessary. Just waiting could have made all the difference in the world. So I hope that was a help tonight. So with that, let's all stand.